Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Pastors Podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and how love lifts us up where we belong. <laughs> That's a good one. It really does. It does. It does. Uh, my name is Michael Basinger. With me are Brad Polly. Hi. And Matt Polly. Greetings. Um, we are live on the internet, so we're mm. real. So this is our 25th episode. Um, our little podcast has been downloaded in 49 states. Freaking Vermont. Vermont. Are you kidding <laughs> me? If anybody knows anybody in Vermont, can you tell them just to give us like a token download? And 37 uh, countries. So um, Started with Brazil, I think, didn't it? I don't. I think I mean, that was our first I'm one. I'm pretty sure Indiana was the first. No countries, you jackass. I don't know what. Probably the U.S. Probably the U.S. Probably the U.S. I'm done. Um, <laughs> this is my last episode. Yeah, 37 countries. So um, we're gonna do our usual episode. We are on Facebook Live right now. Hopefully, you heard the word and aren't listening to this in the year 2018. And they're like, <laughs> "What? I missed it." <laughs> I'm just imagine that old old version of you say, with a beard, like two years older. Yes, two years <laughs> older, slightly older. Um, so we're going to do our normal episode, um, and then we'll take questions. You can interject. Uh, there's no promise that we're going to be looking at your questions until it's, we say, Hey, what, what questions do you have for us? Um, so, but we will answer, ask this question. Um, uh, can you guys hear us? Okay. (laughs) Waiting. Yeah. Waiting. Waiting. There is, there is a question. Why are you guys such dorks? Thanks, Mandy. That's my wife. Yeah. Um, so, um, apparently, yeah. Apparently, we can be heard. So, what are we drinking? Um, what do you guys got? Uh, I have the uh, hopped up and horny uh, IPA from Horny Goat Brewing Company. We're big fans of Horny Goat Brewing Company. Yeah, they just came on the um, scene quick. Here's the can. If you can see it, they can't. No. <clears throat> no. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's very it's it's a very very drinkable uh, IPA, very very citrusy. Um, I would highly recommend. And it's only like six ninety nine. Yeah, stuff like really cheap, really cheap, and very very well done. So I'm where not did, sure where it's from. Where did you get it? Is it Colorado or is it, no Wisconsin? Yeah, we've talked about this. Yeah, we, uh, we got it in Bloomington. It yeah. all tastes like cheese. Uh, I got this in Martinsville actually. It all tastes like cheese. Wow. It doesn't taste like cheese. You taste it's, like everything cheese. from Wisconsin tastes like cheese. This is our cheese curd IPA. <laughs> um, okay. Anyway, it's really good. I highly, highly recommend it. Uh, Brad, what do you got? All right, I'm having the Sam Adams Toasted Caramel Bock. Uh, it's in their fall oh. pack. It, it is super delicious. Wait, you are sick. Please ah, don't. Okay, yeah, yeah. Let's not do that. <laughs> I'm not that sick. I'm not. I'm over the sick sickness. Enough, I don't want you drinking my damn beer. Can I smell it? You can. can I, let me smell the bottle. Yeah, smell the bottle. <laughs> there you go. Ah, yes. Okay. Uh, it's really, really good. I get malty, delicious, sweet. No, but not overly sweet. It's really good. Um, I am drinking Uplands uh, Breweries Dragonfly IPA. I feel like it's been on the. Um, Has it? I don't know that you've had that. I feel like one of you have had it. I've never I had it. Drank it in a long time. Well, I've had it. not on the podcast. Spoiler but. alert: it's delicious, and the po- the label says just the right amount of bite. So, <laughs> yeah, Dragonfly IPA. It's 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 uh, pretty great. Um, I'm freaking stoked that you guys are actually watching this. We have like all fifteen of you, dozens of you, like <laughs> a, a dozen, dozen of you, a dozen, a baker's dozen <laughs> of you listening to this podcast uh, live. Um, so this round is on uh, the Pastors Pub. Sweet, Thank support you. us on Patreon.com for just one dollar or more. If you want to do like a thousand dollars, we're totally cool with that. Um, 
and you or can get something into, in between that. Yeah, some, somewhere between acceptable. one and one thousand. <clears throat> no, let's one and one million. Uh, we will take your money. Um, <laughs> anything over a million, you can screw right off. Yeah, anything over a million, then that just feels like selling out. <laughs> oh, speaking of money, uh, can I mention my birthday thing? Yeah, you can so mention yours. So I'm turning 40 in a month. A month from oh. today, actually. <laughs> Crusty balls. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So you will now be referred to as old, dirty bastard. <laughs> old, dirty bastard. So I'm turning 40 in September. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm turning 40 in September. And I thought instead of, uh, I don't know, I thought about doing something unique for my 40th birthday. Uh, I am throwing a huge party, for the most part, for some of my closest allies. <laughs> Not you guys. Um, and I'm doing a, I'll, and I'll, we'll post this in the, the Pastors stuff um, on the Pastors pages, uh, for through charitywater.org. Uh, I'm trying to raise $1,200, which will give water to 40 people. Yeah, so if 30 um, people give $40, you've hit your goal. Yes. See what I did there? Yeah. Math. <laughs> yeah. Math. You did. You math very well. I, hashtag well math. I can, I can math. You can math. Hashtag Michael can math. Uh, so the question anyway, is, we'll, we'll, did I prepare that beforehand and I do the math earlier on my iPhone or did I just Or did you just take four times three and add two zeros? I prepared earlier. On the, I'm, I'm sure, I, you, I'm I sure the you did. It's written down somewhere. <laughs> it's not written down, but I did remember it. This uh, week. Into the newsfeed. Yeah. Um, so let's go. Who's got what? Uh, I've got a. a uh, it's a little bit of a tearjerker. Go ahead. Okay. Let's get your sad, sad bastard one. No, it's away. a feel good story. This is a good one. Uh, bride asks man with her father's mm. heart to walk her down the aisle. Ah, that was day. one of mine. I, oh, I had, uh, was on my list. That's awesome. Uh, lovely story. So in 2006, oh, I guess. Not lovely in that her dad's dead. But well, yeah, spoiler alert, her dad's dead. Yeah, uh, 2006, um, her father was murdered, and his organs were donated, and his heart went to a man who'd been waiting 16 years for a transplant. So anyway, she asked him to walk her down the aisle, and she was able to feel her and hear her father's heart, like felt his chest, and was able to... That's just really cool. Yeah, that is awesome. So I just, I don't know, I just thought it was uh, a really nice story. Uh, to open us up tonight, so I also had the one where the Olympic swimmer from Canada that flips his dad off. Yeah, I saw it every today. race. Yeah, so I had that one as well. Yeah. Uh, I can post both of those, but yeah. um, that was a little bit less of a feel-good story. Although it's kind of cool, they have like a connection where yeah, just flip each it other off. It helps him reason. sort of center, yeah. center himself before yeah. the race. So. Basically, it came about because the dad, when he was little, the dad was basically like, screw everybody else, go do your thing. And that was like their way of saying that is just to give each other the finger. So, yeah, kind of interesting. So, mine, I've got two. I'm going to do a real quick one that is just ridiculous. Um, That is not it. Uh, Hmm. I do have to say one thing Janet Walker, she posted a while ago. Uh, If I close my eyes, it's almost like I'm listening to a podcast. (laughs) It's it's, it's more enjoyable if you do close your eyes, trust us. Again, faces for uh, for podcasting. Okay, so I lost the one I had. Never mind. Um, Anyway, the the one I was going to show was... Oh my God, I saw this. It's horrible. Okay, the one I was going to show was a guy who set up basically a recording studio in a Starbucks with like a, a massive monitor... Mixer, keyboard, computer, like literally set up a recording studio in a Starbucks. And there's a picture, somebody took a picture of him doing this. 
He's got like Garage Band. I mean, it's like a massive screen. I, I was saw like, a guy in one of the stores I was working at. He had a freaking desktop computer. Yeah, it's what this was, but like it was like yeah. the big, huge, like that happens all the screen. time. That's unbelievable. People bring Wait, in their recording studios. Not, not necessarily recording studios, but people like I've seen you, people bring in multiple. Do you have a, you have a mixtape out there somewhere, Michael? <laughs> I, do, I do have a mixtape. It is. Uh, I'm not going to talk about it. Um, uh, but life, people will is, bring in like computers, like desktop computers, and work. Work from Starbucks or a coffee shop. It seems like a lot of extra work. It really to does. Just Especially drag. the twenty-four hour stores. Like you can just sit there all day. Yeah, that and seems like a lot of work to drag all that crap out of your house. Yeah, but if you, I mean, if you're gonna be there, Yolo swag. Still, no, not Yolo swag. Idiot swag. Yeah, um, we've already got a request anyway, from Billy Patterson to, to sing Freebird. He's, he's going to do that every five minutes. Just ignore him. That's all I'm going to tell you. Just ignore him. He already warned me. Uh, okay, so oh, Megan actual... Cool says I usually fast forward through this part. That's probably a good plan. Probably a good plan. So uh, my actual story is the title is saddest bastard you've ever seen almost dies waiting ten days in airport for internet girlfriend. Yeah, I saw. So forty one year old Dutch guy Alexander Sirk. Uh, literally almost died waiting 10 days in a Chinese airport to meet a girl he'd been talking to online. That's just sad. No, it gets uh, worse. It gets worse. Uh, he's been corresponding with his internet-based girlfriend, a 26-year-old Chinese woman known only by her surname Zhang. Zhang, I guess. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, for about two months, when Cirque had the idea to visit her in person, uh, the pair met over a social networking app, uh, and while Zhang reports that the two had agreed to wait a year before meeting, Cirque decided he couldn't wait. So he applies for a visa, uh, he sends a picture to her of his flight information, um, and let me see where's the rest of it. Uh, so he, he gets there, and she's not there. So he literally sits there, flies five thousand miles to China, and literally sits in this airport for ten days. He doesn't really eat. Yeah, he almost died. He, he he was hospitalized for fatigue, malnutrition, inactivity. He literally sat there for ten straight days. Sheesh. And waited on this on this this girl. I mean, like that, like when you're having a bad like the pictures of this dude for one thing. Like, I mean, I don't know how bad like and he just wastes away basically. Yeah, like after ten yeah, days, does. it's pretty crazy. Um, but that's it's it's simultaneously one of the saddest, most pathetic things I've ever read. Yeah, and like, I've I've known I worked with a guy at my former factory who had a quote unquote girlfriend overseas that he was talking to. Who he was trying to get to come over, and he was sending her money. Oh, and like, yeah. And I was oh, like, man, dude, what are no, you doing? I had a, like, I had a, when I worked in an apartment complex, I had a tenant that was doing that, some lady in Kentucky, and he couldn't pay his rent because he sent all of his money to some his, his girlfriend in Kentucky. Getting catfished, bro. Yeah, he was. Oh, man. So, um, in honor of our 25th uh, Episode. I thought that it would only be kosher if we brought it back a like a coffee slice. My wife says we need more lights on. Um, well. It's better if you don't see us. <laughs> um, um, so this is a uh, it's a uh, in New Jersey. There's a bill that would ban motorists from drinking coffee and driving. Why? So really. Um, so the bill is it's not necessarily worded that way, but in the end that's what it means. So let's get to the heart of it. Um, it's basically anything that's unrelated to the actual operation of a motor vehicle in the manner that interfere interferes with safe operation of a vehicle on a public road or highway. So you no more eating your slim jim in the car. This will never pass because you can't have a slushy. Restaurants and, and can't have coffee your phone. places aren't gonna let it happen. There's no way. Can't have your phone with you. You can't do anything. 
So that's that's the new law. People are losing their minds over over this potential uh, bill that they're going to pass. Well, here's the thing. How do you? That's like the the bill they passed in Indiana about you can't drive slow in the left lane. You can't pick your nose. I was like, well, that's not true because I do it all the time and I see multiple people doing it too. Um, <laughs> spoiler alert. Anyway, <laughs> like, there's no way to enforce that law. No. Unless a cop visibly sees you eating a Whopper. Yeah. Or they just stand outside the the Burger King, and if you drive off and you've got food, and they put it in. I feel like police should have a lot more to do than just stand outside Burger King waiting on people to get. That'd be a yeah. quick. Like, doesn't that defeat the purpose of a drive through? It kind like, of does. Oh yeah, I mean, you would not be able to go through a drive through. I mean, you could go through a drive through as long as you are not eating your food. Um, I also ate a foot long sub on the way home while I was driving today. That would probably be illegal. It's not a good idea. It worked out. I did okay. When it comes out, do you think it'll be a foot long? <laughs> It's a good chance. Can you take a picture of it and send it to see, me? What I, the best part of this is people get to like see Michael's face. The shit-eating grin. The shit-eating grin. Yeah, I get to see the yeah. shit-eating Michael grin. Yeah, I just want to see your foot long. Whoa. 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 Need to back that truck up. Let's back that truck up. Um, I'm out. Yep, I take it all back. Um, I don't want to see your foot long, but I wouldn't mind seeing a picture of your poop later. <laughs> Do you see? Uh, does everybody understand now? Like the what we deal with, like on a regular basis. Uh, Gosh, can we just we just decide right now that the the hashtag is going to be uh, hashtag poop pics? <laughs> Foot long poop. It's going on the list. I'm literally typing it down. Um, so that is that is my uh, newsfeed. I just saw your first your first pick, and that's going to be the one, the first hashtag. Oh, don't look at my hashtags. <laughs> don't, don't. Um, okay, uh, I do have a couple other ones that I thought were interesting. Um, so Eugenie Ballman, who uh, I think she's on the live feed. I'm not sure if she is or not. She is. Um, she sent us one in the pub saying that a Chinese man tried to board an airplane with a pet turtle disguised as a hamburger. Can I just say that? <laughs> that Photoshop picture is the best thing ever. The picture is awesome. It's the turtle with like a lettuce and she uh, using a tomato. <laughs> yes. Um, so so he he put it inside a KFC burger, but, sent, but apparently KFC makes burgers now only in China. Um, so it's like their new version of a double down. It's uh, actually a turtle. Hey, I love the double down. It was you, delightful. I never you had would. the double down. That yeah. sounds delicious. Though. Yeah, I probably eat it. I um, eat the crap out of it, but I eat it. But they they noticed that there was some turtle limbs uh, protruding from the <laughs> bag, and his immediate response was, "There's no turtle in there. It's just a hamburger. <laughs> Nothing special to see inside." Uh, oh, and one more thing, uh, I did bring my handy dandy cooler. It says uh, have a Coke, but... Yeah, um, and can I just say... But there's no Coke inside. Can I just... No, before you bring that out, can I just say that I'm training Michael right now for work, and he rides into my car with me, and this is the freaking cooler that he brings in my car for the day. That. Yep. This is it. Um, you could pack a toddler in that. Well, thing. I've got I've got all kinds of. Stuff. I mean, not, not that you, not that that you would. would but I, I need some cold beverages. Um, there's no beer inside of it. But today there is inside not Coke, but Crystal Pepsi. Are they really selling that again? Yes, that's really. I Can saw I it at the store today. Yeah. Before you take a drink, before you do. No, 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 no. Come on. All right, I'll let you guys you split get... one. I've got two. Oh. You guys can split. You brought six. two. I brought two. Ah. Why not? Why do I feel like this is going to be horrifically terrible? It's, it's, um, if oh, you close man. your eyes, does it taste like Pepsi? Yeah. 
I mean, it tastes like Pepsi. Well, that is really sweet. Mm-hmm. It freaks me out, man. It does. It's really weird. Um, I, it's it looks a, it's like a, Sprite. Tastes like Pepsi. I wonder if I actually had my eyes closed the whole time and didn't know it was clear. <laughs> if it would taste, you know what I love like now, right now. People can see that his eyes are closed. Michael, you freaking know it's Pepsi. Mm. So like closing your eyes isn't going to help with that. It does. You actually. know it's Pepsi. It just it, it it tastes like Pepsi, but it's really weird because it's kind of a weak Pepsi almost. But you like, feel like it should taste like Sprite or Seven Up. You feel. I want to say it tastes like Sprite, but I know it tastes like Pepsi. I think I've had enough of that. Yeah, um, it's. Uh, it's it's, it's um, fantastic. Put that over here in the uh, don't drink ever again pile. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know. I only bought two, and there's three of us. But <laughs> I knew I was sick, and I know they'll drink after each other because they're chumps. Um, uh, and they and don't you're just too damn cheap to buy a third one. Yes, I'm reading comments off of the the Facebook Live. Um, yes, I do fill my my cooler with snack packs and juice boxes. <laughs> that is what I do. Um, and uh, Chris is already saying that we should do a hashtag turtle head. So, uh, yes. That could go a lot of different ways. Um, that don't search hashtag turtle head. No, do not search um, that. Or prairie so dogging. They did bring it back. It's one of those revival drinks. I liked Surge when they brought it back. What oh, I really, man. really want. I drank that crap in college. What I wanted to bring back. And they bring brought back Chocola, too, which is. Ew. Oh, my. It was legitimately good. No, no. It's legitimately um, not. What I wanted to bring back is Fruitopia. Strawberry Passion Awareness. Yeah, I didn't have that. <sighs> so good. <laughs> Fruitopia. Fruitopia was legit. Um, Alright, so with that we're going to go into uh, our news feed. So no, this, we're not. No, we're, we're not. We're going to go out of our news feed and <clears throat> into FUFI. Further up, further in. Um, we have a request to talk louder. Um... Hey, hi, <laughs> hello. The people who are listening to audio pad- podcasts are pissed. I know. Turn it down. I know. We're um, yelling into the microphones. So, um, our uh, anyway. So, FUFI. What we're doing this time is um, we're gonna do like books and things that influenced us. Uh, you know, some different uh, albums, um, documentaries. Not really. Um, <laughs> some some. Uh, uh, inspirational dances. Um, that Michael some, will display for us. Yes. I will not be doing any dances tonight. But we're going to be doing... Uh, we're just t- talking about things that, that kind of mm-hmm. we... Help move us along the yeah, path. Yeah, things that yeah. have uh, yeah, helped move us clicks forward. Yeah. I guess. So we're going to start with my, my list because I'm clicks behind you guys. Um <laughs> You guys didn't even laugh at that joke. I was sorry. I, like, was, I was looking at a yeah, comment whatever. from somebody. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention. Um, so mine are, are, are we've, we've wanted to basically ignore you after twenty five yeah. episodes. I am assuming. Um, somebody said, "Sorry, with two Max, Jesus turned his back on you." <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Um, uh, oh, somebody just uh, Josh Stone, our friend, uh, is sitting in a hostel in New Hampshire, and he found some Wi Fi less than three weeks. Uh, left until he's done on the trail, and he's still listening regularly. He and his wife are, for those of you who don't know, hiking the entire freaking Appalachian Trail, and he's listening to our podcast while doing so. Yeah. That's awesome. Hey, Josh. Wherever he can gank Wi-Fi. Yeah. Yes. So we are um, going to go through my I'm starting my list because mine is basically the just beginner, like, things that got... I don't, I don't go super, super thick theologically, but I assume you guys probably have some pretty yeah. thick... Some. 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 Some.
people like me can understand. <laughs> the average Joe. And now would be a good time to start asking actual legitimate questions. Okay. Yeah. So, so we'll, start getting we'll those fired up. Um, so the first book that I, that really kind of set me on this journey was uh, Messy Spirituality by mm-hmm. Mike Iaconelli. Yeah. Um, he, Mike Iaconelli is no longer alive. Uh, he died fairly young. No, he wasn't that young. I mean, he was young-ish. He's in his fifties. Well, that's young for me. Well, sure. He's not a hundred. Well, no. Um, but it's, it's the, first got me to realize that maybe some of the things I thought about, you know, drinking alcohol, smoking cigarettes, you know, those things that that I grew up saying those were forbidden, um, that maybe that's not the point. Of Christianity, maybe Michael is now a chain smoking alcohol. <laughs> no, I, I do not. I do not. I'm not a chain smoker. He, he basically. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you, you didn't add. Al- I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not an alcoholic. I don't. I don't uh, I'm, I'm not that. I'm He's not much. one of the pastors that's an yes. alcoholic. So yes, I am not one of the the two pastors. That is. No, no. There's only one of those. Um, so hey everybody, <laughs> hey, hey friends. Um, so message of is awesome. Uh, Mike Iaconelli, and through that book, I uh, just opened my mind to just maybe Christianity isn't about a bunch of rules. It's bigger yeah. than, it's bigger than yeah. more morality. That, that and, book did things to me, too. Yeah, I, yeah. I actually had forgotten mm-hmm. that on my list, but that yeah. should have been on my list, too. Um, That's the first book Michael and I sort of bonded over, I guess, yeah. when I was interviewing for the youth ministry, youth ministry position in his church. We started yeah. talking about that. Uh, yeah, it was the first, first real kick in the pants for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and the next one I'm going to talk about Rob Bell because obviously that's something I think all sure. of us are going to credit yeah. to a big influence to things that kind of changed our perspective. And that's Rob Bell. And I'm going to kind of go through each one of his books because I freaking love every one. Uh, I'm just going to give a, a, a brief synopsis. So Velvet Elvis taught me how to think differently about God and the Bible. Um, Jesus Wants to Save the Christians made me think differently about war and Christendom. Um, Sex God made me think differently about relationships. Drops like stars, freaking beautiful. Yeah. Um, Love wins made me think made me think differently about not only the afterlife but what we're supposed to do here. Sure. Um, what we talk about when we talk about God blew my mind on about how the world works. Mm-hmm. Um, Zim Zum of Love uh, taught me even more about how relationships work, and then how to be here. Uh, his most recent book. More or less made me quit my job uh, and, and rethink my life um, in, in a very real way. Like, I realized I needed to... Sl- and, now, yes. and now I get to travel with you, Michael. Yeah, I know. Um, it just made me realize that I wasn't really present um, with my family, with my friends, that I was always somewhere else, and I wanted to be here. You absolutely were. Yeah. Especially towards the last six months or so. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, so that's that's Rob Bell, like, sheesh, um, huge, huge. Not just uh, those books, but his 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 messages, his uh, podcast. Um, I'm gonna touch on him in the podcast section here in a second too. Uh, Donald Miller, his early stuff, Blue Like Jazz, um, and Searching for God Knows What. Um, you know, his later stuff is uh, more leaning towards like self help, more Tony Robbins, more. That kind of thing, but his early stuff, um, just going through his life was was really really good. Um, Serve God, Save the Planet by Matthew Sleeth. Um, it challenged me to think differently about God's creation and how um, uh, we have a responsibility to take care 
of, of this earth that we've I believe been Brandon's going to be interviewing him on his yeah. podcast, isn't he? Brandon's yes. interviewing everybody. Yes, he is. Brandon pod, Brandon Brandon podcast. <laughs> outside, Brandon. outside the walls podcast. Get on get on that. Brandon Andrus, yeah. Ten um, minutes, man. They're just so good. Just it's, act. It's uh, it's it's Matthew Sleep is awesome. Um, he's why I drive a Prius. Uh, for now, <laughs> it just broke down today. Um, and then twenty four six also had a big uh, hand in uh, helping me realize the importance of Sabbath and how to take a rest. Um, those are the big, like influential, like books that really have shaped kind of who I am. Um, some other books I would highly recommend: Love Does by Bob Goff, uh, Irresistible, Irresistible mm-hmm. Revolution by Shane Claiborne, The Divine Magician by Peter Rollins. Um, and then when it comes to podcasts, I talk about the Robcast, Ask Science Mike, The Liturgists, which is uh, Science Mike and uh, Michael Gunger, um, Homebrew Christianity. Uh, I don't listen to all of them, but I do enjoy the, the Culture Cast with Christian Pyatt. Um, and then I'll, I'll pick up select other ones. A lot of times uh, Pete Rollins is on there as well. Um, Outside the Walls, Braden Andrus. Got to give a shout out to him. He's got some great guests coming up. Um, most recently, Richard Rohr, which is incredible. Um, and then uh, You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes. That's a good one. Yeah. That music, is a very good one. Music, uh, Glenn Hansard. Five Iron Frenzy. Glenn Hansard, Five Iron Frenzy. Oh, my God. No, yeah. I, no, no. <laughs> no, Glenn Hansard, freaking love. Uh, the Swell Season is, is my jam. Uh, Gunger uh, and a Switchfoot. I think spiritual leaning. Those, those bands are like where it's at right mm-hmm. now for me. All right. Who wants to take awesome. next? Okay. Um, there's going to be quite a bit of overlap in some of these. I separated mine into nonfiction books and then fiction books, and then I've got a couple of musical artists. So, nonfiction. Um, I, I could. These aren't the only books I like by these authors, but these were the ones that kind of got me started on said authors. For one, Richard Rohr, uh, "Everything Belongs," was huge for me. Um, kind of teaching me to incorporate not just the good and give that to God, but also the crap uh, was really, uh, really big for me. The book Unclean by Richard Beck. Oh, yeah, that's a very good one. Um, was, man, he's a psychologist, and he talks about the different, uh, the psychological aspects of what goes into us rejecting the poor and the unclean, what we would deem the unclean. Really, really good read. Uh, short read, but super dense. Mm-hmm. Hard to get through for yeah. very quickly. Uh, Rob Bell, Velvet Elvis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not even my favorite book of his, but the one that really got me started. That was our, that was sure. our Wisconsin trip. It was that was the that was the the book that really got me gave me the freedom to ask questions, basically. Uh, Irresistible Revolution by Shane Claiborne. Oh yeah, really opened really opened my eyes to like that there was more out there and really about Kingdom of God type stuff where yeah. it was like here and now. Uh, New Seeds of Contemplation by Thomas Merton. Ooh! Uh, when yeah. I first read it, I understood oh, about man, I, have that I understood about nine words mm-hmm. the first time I read that, and now I sort of get it more. I went back to it a while back. Um, Insurrection by Peter Rollins. He talks about his uh, pyrotheology, what he calls pyrotheology. One of these days, we're going to hopefully have Peter Rollins mm-hmm. on the podcast, and we'll talk about all those sorts of lovely things. I would also add. He has almost a book set. It's almost a trilogy of insurrection, uh, idolatry of God, and divine magician. Mm-hmm. Read all of them. Buy all of them now and read them. They're incredible. Also, yeah. the fidelity of betrayal. Yeah, he's got a ton of books, but those three sort of form like an almost a almost a trilogy, a systematic theology sort yeah. of his. Yeah. Yeah. 
the book To Heal a Fractured World by Rabbi Jonathan Sachs. Oh, yeah. uh, that one blew my doors off years ago when it talks about the Jewish idea of putting the world back together. Uh, and it was really kind of took my spirituality from an otherworldly place to something more here and now. Uh, the Desire of the Everlasting Hills by Thomas Cahill. Fantastic book. Uh, and then two from Robert Farrar Capon, uh, who is now deceased. He was an Episcopal priest. Um, and it was The Fingerprints of God. And then he has three books that were put into one volume on the parables called Kingdom, Grace, Judgment. Dude, completely... If you're interested in, like, scriptural exegesis, which I'm sure about all two of you out there might be, <laughs> um, really, really good. Uh, just opened up whole new avenues of how to understand the parables and what was happening. Uh, fiction books. St. Francis by Nikos Kazantzakis. It's a fictional retelling of the life of St. Francis. Oh, really, God, really good. I just finished that, like, a couple months ago. Again. Uh, one of my all-time favorite novels, Monsignor Quixote by Graham Greene. Uh, it's a sort of a modern day, when I say modern day, it was written like in the 60s, I think. A modern day retelling of uh, the book Don Quixote, but through the, um, the main character is a monsignor in the Catholic Church. He's actually a priest and becomes a monsignor. And it, it's just, it's, man, it's so good. You really should get it and read it. Uh, Glittering Images by Susan Hawatch uh, was another really good novel. Um, it's kind of a, I mean, would you call it a romantic novel? But not it's, really. Like it's almost it's it's almost classified as smut, but it's not. Not. It's not at all. Yeah. Like I, anyway, you'd have to read it, get it. You can find it cheap on uh, used, uh, used uh, sites, used book sites. Okay. Uh, so uh, Sid Hartha by Herman Hesse. Read it in high school. Didn't get it. Uh, read it after college. Really got it. Understood it. Was awesome. Um, the Source by James Missioner. That book is this thick. Oh, man. Literally. So good. Yeah. It's like freaking. Is that like the Bible code? No. Dang. No, it isn't. Uh, really opened my eyes up to. It's in fiction, but it really opened my eyes up to uh, uh, kind of how the idea of God has progressed and gotten started and progressed, I should say, uh, throughout history. Uh, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance by Robert Persig. <laughs> That's a good one, too. There's another good one. Another one that I need to reread here soon. It's been a few years. Uh, the book and my all-time favorite novel, the book Lamb by Christopher Moore. Oh my gosh, yes. Uh, the subtitle of the book Lamb is uh, The Gospel According to Biff, Christ's Childhood Pal. It is almost, it's written, it's fictional, it's written as a um, uh, fifth gospel, basically, written from the perspective of Jesus' childhood pal named Biff. They resurrected him from the dead. Levi, who was called Biff. Yeah, it's so funny. It's so funny. And what it did is it really humanizes Jesus. I mean, the guy, it really focuses on his childhood and how he came to be the Messiah. Really, really good. Really funny. I recommend it. Music. People, two artists that I think have actually shaped my thinking in different ways. These aren't necessarily just my favorite bands, or not my. I wouldn't even say either of my favorite bands, um, but two that have shaped my thinking in some way: Bob Dylan and Johnny Cash. Yeah, buddy. Um, Dylan, especially his protest music, his uh, anti-war stuff um, in the '60s, really got uh, really opened my eyes to new ways of thinking. And then Johnny Cash, his uh, live his live prison albums, for yeah. me were very formative in seeing how he related to people not like him. Yep. Um, and he spoke to them. He spoke to them. 
and he spoke to them of love and compassion and grace in their own environment. But what he first did, what blew me away, is if you listen to those albums first, he just sang songs about where they were at, murder, yeah. uh, prison, uh, drugs, yeah. like alcohol, like everything. And then he sang spiritual songs and said, basically just let them know that despite all of that, Jesus still loves you. Yeah, just, just like awesome. going to church. Man. Oh, yeah. so good. So I'd say those two uh, music artists have formed my thinking more than any other. So Johnny Cash was big for me, just in mm-hmm. in the same way that Yak and Ellie's book was. Yeah. Like, at that same time, yeah. like that was part of whenever we interviewed you for the yeah. job. Yeah. Um, you mentioned you were listening to Johnny Cash and reading uh, Message Spirituality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was like, yes. Yeah. Yeesh, yeesh, this is a guy we can fire in two years. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to fire his ass into the sun. <laughs> Matthew. Uh, we got a ton of questions. So. Yeah, I know. I've got, I've got them all. I've got, got all. Cool. Some of them copied, yeah. Um, so for me, like I said, there's gonna be a lot of overlap here. Um, Four hour podcast. <laughs> there are there are a number of books that initially that we start. Brad and I after the Wisconsin trip started digging into Jewish spirituality, which if you haven't done that, I highly recommend just oh, because yeah. it opens up the world of Jesus. Yeah, I didn't even mention like Common Prayer. Like right. that was another like I didn't even think about like adding those types of books to the Book of Common Prayer. Yeah. Freaking awesome. Book of Common Prayer or Book of Uncommon Prayer? The Book of Common Prayer. Yeah. Um, the one with Shane Claiborne. The one he did with uh, his friend. That's was the really good. That's the Book of Uncommon Prayer. Is that Uncommon mm-hmm. Prayer? The Book of Common Prayer is the liturgy. I like both of them. It's used by the Episcopal Church and the Catholic Church. I like Church. both of them. Yeah. Um, yes, I do too. And also I need to add Chronicles of Narnia to my fiction list. Because oh, yeah. those books are the yeah. shit. Yes, they are. Um, so from a Jewish perspective, trying to learn the kind of the first world, first century world of Jesus... Uh, Brad mentioned Desire of the Everlasting Hills uh, by Thomas Cahill. He also has a book, The Gifts of the Jews, which kind of is a companion to that, mm-hmm. I think. Um, the, the Gospel According to Moses by Ethel Dixon. Uh, the book's great, too. Is he, it's a, it's a Christ, he's a Christian who spent a year studying in a synagogue. And just kind of all the things he learned and how it informed his faith. Uh, very insightful book. Um, there's three books by Bruce is it Feeler? Feiler. Feiler. Uh, F-E-I-L-E-R. Uh, it's a series. Uh, first one, first one is Abraham. The second one is Walking no, the Bible. Walking the Bible was first. Was it? Mm-hmm. Thought, okay, so Walking the Bible, uh, where he basically walks through the Holy Land, essentially, and tours through the Holy Land. Um, not tours like a tour you would think of, but actually has people that know. Tur, tur. I don't know what people say. Well, not tur. <laughs> Sorry. And there he is. Uh, derail. And he comes in with the derail. Yep. So, Walking the Bible is the first one. Abraham is the second one. And then the third one is called Where God Was Born. I recommend all three of those. Yeah, good. Very, just very entertaining reads. They are. Just about the, the culture and the geography of that area and kind of what he learned along the way. Um, uh, then there's two books by, uh, by Lawrence Kushner. He's a rabbi. Uh, Jewish Spirituality, A Brief Introduction for Christians. Mm-hmm. Very easy reads, like... They're very short chapters, very easy reads for people who have short attention spans like Michael. Um, and then the other one is God was in this place and I, I did not know. It takes the passage um, from Jacob's encounter with the ladder in Genesis where he sees a ladder and people descending and ascend, ascending and descending up and down the ladder into heaven. Um, and he wakes up and says, God was in this place and I, I did not know. And what that book does is it takes, I think, is it seven chapters or is it ten? Every chapter is is a different take on that one passage, um, on that one phrase. God was in this place, and I did not know. And just the idea that Scripture doesn't have one meaning; it has multiple meanings. 
Um, the, one of the things we learned through all this was the Jewish idea that the Torah has 70 faces like a diamond and, or like a gem. And every time you turn it, you see something different. Yeah. And so that, pad, that book kind of takes that idea and runs with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I highly recommend all of those just from a Jewish perspective, just learning the first century world of Jesus. Uh, obviously, everything Rob Bell's written, Michael already mentioned all that. Brad's, I mean, Brad would be on board with that, too. Yep. Um, uh, the Divine Conspiracy by Dallas Willard yeah, that was, yeah. was yeah. A, a great book about what it means to be a disciple. Like what it actually means to follow Jesus. He basically just goes through the Sermon on the Mount. The whole mm-hmm. book's the Sermon on the Mount. Um, very, very good. Also a fairly easy read. There's a lot there, but it's not a hard. It's not an academic read necessarily. Um, let's see what else. Uh, a couple books by N.T. Wright that I really have enjoyed and have sort of been. I don't know if formative is the right word, but they were very insightful. Uh, Surprised by Hope, uh, which talks a lot about heaven actually. Um, some very insightful things there about about our, the Christian understanding of heaven. Uh, and then Simply Jesus, which is, you know, about Jesus. So, um, Simply. Uh, so it, it's also very... that Simply, Surprised by Hope's a little bit thicker read. Simply but Jesus is really good. Simply it's Jesus is really, really good. good. It's fairly short. It's yeah. not a really long book. Uh, Everything by Pete Rollins, obviously. Yep. Um, the Orthodox Heretic is, is, is a neat book because it's all parables he's written. Uh, and they're all really good, and just, and then he kind of gives a little snippet at the end. His books are even better if you read them with an Irish accent. Absolutely, yes. like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the audiobooks may actually be better than they, the actual yeah. books. I'm sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, so those, uh, obviously, anything by Richard Rohr, especially Everything Belongs. Did you mention that one? Yeah, uh, Everything yeah. Belongs by Richard Rohr. Uh, the Naked Now. Yeah. Uh, start with Everything Belongs, and then just read all his other <clears> stuff. <throat> Falling up, Falling Upward. Fantastic, the Immortal Diamond. I have not read Immortal Diamond yet. I need to get that good. one. Um, He's got a new book coming out in the fall uh, about the Trinity. About the Trinity, incredible. Yep. Uh, then uh, I think you mentioned all of Capon stuff. What did you mention from Capon? I uh, I, it's Fingerprints of God and then Kingdom Grace yeah. Judgment. Uh, there's another one called The Mystery of Christ that I recommend as well, especially when we talk about Christ consciousness, because he talks about yep. the cause of Christ in that. That's a good one. And too. it's 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 written interesting. It's written as a conversation between him and members of his church. Yeah. Um, so it's very a very cool book. Um. As far as music goes, I'm kind of with Brad on the Johnny Cash thing, especially. Yeah. That was very um, understanding what it means to sort of live in the world and sort of not necessarily evangelize, but sort of just present yourself as like, this is how my life is. And I've been where you've been. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yep. uh, I can relate to why I can empathize with what you yeah. guys have been through. He's been, you know, Cash was in prison and all that. He's in jail a number of times for a number of things. Um, uh, the the band Sigur Rose I cannot I knew you were gonna say yeah, I cannot recommend them enough just not the I thing. wouldn't say they've been formative to me but they're just the best damn band on uh, the they planet. just they just transcend music I mean they really it's just it's yeah. an experience just I Brad and Brad and I saw them in concert with a friend of ours uh, and our wives my son and I are going to see them in Chicago ruined, ruined concerts yeah. for me forever my son and I are going to see them in Chicago at the end of September and I'm very excited for him yep. to experience that because it's just they're amazing unreal amazing. Yep. so the best Icelandic band you've never heard of so yeah. um, that's kind of where I am on influences I think a lot of people have uh, have heard of cigarettes. Yeah. I recommend the documentary by the way if we're going to talk about documentaries oh dude you talk about the one there's uh, oh that no but that, oh Hi-ha. yeah they have a video, a DVD out called Haima that uh, buy it, listen to it on surround sound. Oh my up. gosh, yes! Yeah. They tour. They 
basically went on tour a number of years ago and came back and did free unannounced concerts all over their home country of Iceland. Like some in like little tiny, tiny like, fishing villages, fishing village halls, and, and like, so they they it's just it's them doing that and recording stuff all over the country and just the scenery. It's oh, fantastic. It's that wasn't what I was going to mention, but I'm glad oh, you did bring that up. Sorry. Um, the the I think it's still on Netflix. Uh, Particle Fever. By, it's about the the Higgs boson. Oh, uh, I've heard God, of it. The God I particle. Seen it. Yeah. Oh, um, I've watched it twice. It's utterly fantastic, just from a science standpoint, but also some of the conclusions they come to. It's almost as good as De- the Devil and Daniel Johnston. Oh. Almost as good. God, are we going to talk about Daniel Johnston? No, again? we're not at all. Um, so anyway, so I'm done. That's all I've got with that. He's cool. the worst, Michael. So do Daniel we want to go into the worst. Uh, yeah, let's We've go into questions. We've got a ton, of, got questions. A ton, ton of, questions. of questions. Okay, so if we don't get to some of these, keep asking them. If we don't get to some of them, we will use these. We'll use some of them as like future topics. Maybe we'll we'll pray about it. Doesn't <laughs> um, <laughs> know if we like your question or not. Yeah, that's. Um, so uh, the first I've question I see, I've got them all here. I've got them all here. There was a lot that happened while you were got them all down while you were while you were chit chat. Well, why don't we go from what was asked first and then? Okay, go for it. Okay. So that's um, not the first question. You're wrong. <laughs> I just want to hit him real hard. You can be an R wrong. <laughs> um, so this isn't the first question. But I think uh, Aaron Reagan wants to know when are you starting another church? Uh, never, <laughs> literally <laughs> never. Join the yeah. pub. That's this our is church. It. This, this is it. our yeah. church. Um, Thank you. Uh, so Aaron Reagan asks, "What are your thoughts on reincarnation?" Okay, I've got some thoughts on reincarnation. Make it quick. We got a bunch. What? <laughs> <laughs> rapid fire. <laughs> Oh, excuse me. Reincarnation in thirty seconds or less. Go. Yeah. Go. Um, I I'm. I'll say this. I don't know. And I'll say no, no, no. no let me. I'll and ex- see. I'll expand on that. Let me yeah. expand on that. Shut your shut your damn holes for two seconds and let me expand on it. <laughs> so like, <clears throat> you mean you're only gonna take two seconds? The thing that's highly unlikely. I hate you so much. <laughs> um. So. Where was I? Oh, so reincarnation. So science tells us uh, that energy can't be destroyed, it can only be transferred, right? Yeah. That has to then apply to human beings, correct? Wouldn't you say? Yes. So I think that stands to reason that in some form our energy goes out and into the universe, into something else. Now... No, does that mean that I'm going to end up being some, like, 12-year-old Tibetan kid? No, I don't know that. I doubt that, but I don't know. The question is, what does our what happens to our consciousness? Mm-hmm. Like, I think when you're talking about reincarnation, that's where it comes from. Like, our energy goes out somewhere else and ends up in some other form somewhere. Like, that's scientifically mm-hmm. proven. Yeah. Energy can't be destroyed. Mm-hmm. It can only be transferred to something else. Um. But the question is, what happens to our consciousness? And I don't know. Personally, I'm open to the idea of reincarnation. I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, I, 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 like, I'm yeah. open to that. I, Ten years ago, if you would have asked me, I would have been like, no, anybody that believes in that's a heretic. But yeah. now I'm like, I don't know what a heretic even is. So, By and large, we've been largely focused in our in our Christian walks about the here and now and not the after. Right. Yeah. And so that's why like So we don't have really strong formative. No, and I don't and as far as like afterlife stuff goes at all, I just don't know. Like I, I've gotten to the point in my life where I just don't even care to speculate anymore. It's interesting, I think, to think about. Um, you know, when you die you just get a tidal wave of DMT and your consciousness is in heaven or forever or whatever. I don't know. Like, right. 
I don't I don't know, but I think it's an interesting topic and something that I, I, I don't have about. I don't have a problem. It doesn't. We could do a whole podcast on it. I, yeah, I, it doesn't threaten me. It doesn't. No, I, mean, I don't have any issue with yeah. it one way or the other. Cool. I mean, next question. Here's a, well, here's. Will you hold well, on? Let me say this. We're not gonna get through all these. It's okay. We're not gonna get through all of them. We're gonna get through most of them, though. No, no we're not. Not. Six hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants that. Nobody's yeah. asking for that. Yeah. The people. I, I would say that. I would say this that if we're here to sort of enjoy each moment, to enjoy this life, to 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 quote whatever poem it is, to to, to suck out all the marrow of life, then. To come back as something else, some or someone else would say that. I'm not sure I go hold the whole like you go from human to bug or human to, yeah, mon- to yeah, monkey rancher. Right. Yeah. But if, to go from human to another consciousness, and there's actually like a lot of like instances where people have done research about people who can sort of tell you things that happened to them in a former life. Like, yeah, it's weird. It like, weird. it's something you have to at least contend with. I don't. So what I'm trying. I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't. I wouldn't have a problem necessarily coming back because it gives you another opportunity to, to suck out the marrow of life. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now at the same time, I understand you know, notions of heaven. Again, I don't know what heaven is. I don't know where it is. I don't. I don't know. My concern is here. Um, yep. If it's and again, I'm to, I'm to the point where if it's lights out and that's it. Ah, okay. I, I'd like to leave my mark. <laughs> like, like Pete Holmes says, if I get, if I'm going, like, if I'm going out and it's just darkness, I'm, I hope I have time. Just like, oh fuck off! Yeah. Like, you gotta be kidding me. Well, this his is whole, it. His whole thing is, when's it a twist? Like, yeah. life tells him that there's gonna be a twist at the end, and like his thing is like, it's just nothing but blackness. <laughs> as the blackness creeps in, yeah. Um, we gotta get. We gotta. We gotta go. We got next. Next. Dude, next you one. need to relax. 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 We have fifteen questions. It doesn't matter. All night. But, 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 we won't two. be here all night. We'll we'll cover some of these in free future no, podcasts. So okay. Relax. Before Michael has a hemorrhage, your next. Oh God. Uh, the next question comes from Teresa Click. Uh, I believe hey, there's a new a new follower. I believe actually. Hey, uh, what is your stand on if the Bible is actual or factual? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, I'll take this one. Go ahead. Um, I feel like. Uh, the Bible has truth in it, whether or not it's actually true or factually true. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't take away from the truth that can be found in there. Um, the, is that the story of Adam and Eve? Is it true, or does it mean that the it or is it a story that is true and then the fact that it happens every day? Um, Read the book is. we mentioned. Matt mentioned the book "Walking the Bible" by Bruce Feiler. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one that opened my eyes on this. <clears throat> he was talking. Pete Ruben. Enns has a great book too. Yes, he does. Yes. I haven't read. I've heard, I want to read. I've read that. It's right. very good. Pete Enns is a great Twitter follow too. Yeah. Um, but Bruce Feiler was talking. He was in the in the Sinai, and he was talking to a, uh, his tour guide, not tour guide in the East, but guy. He's a historian, Jewish historian, whatever. And they were talking about um, Noah's Ark. Yeah. And he asked the Jewish guy, "Do you think this actually happened?" And the guy's like, "That's not the correct question." No, of course I don't think it happened, but it's true. Like, yeah. but it's what the the point is. Like, what is in the story? What are we supposed to get out of the story? Yeah, yeah. and that's where we land on it. Um, did some of it? I think I think the Bible is a cool mix of some history, some myth, um, some wisdom, uh, poetry. Like, it has it all. So which also is, Game of Thrones shit. Yeah, oh, too. totally. Yeah, oh, but. Yeah. And that's very, and that's, what, very that's what I think makes it compelling. Like I think that you do the Bible a great disservice. Not I'm not saying you 
whoever, Teresa. I'm not saying you and you. I'm talking you, the royal you, all of us. Yeah. When you when you take the Bible and you just go, it all happened, and it all has to be literally true that it happened just like that, you do a great disservice to it, and you actually end up missing a lot of times what the stories are actually supposed to be telling us. Yeah. So um, we think it's true, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean that it all happened in real life yeah. whatever like, i would say we don't believe in the literal flood we don't right. believe in the literal seven days um but it doesn't mean that we don't love those stories and we don't think that they're true to some level what's more important to us is what that how that informs my life yeah how does that change how i live and how i view the world and how it I doesn't change anything for us yeah right yeah uh, next question uh, from Jeff Mitchell. Yeah, buddy. Who's a dirty, dirty Wildcats fan. Like, <laughs> Hi, Jeff. Like Billy Patterson. He's also a really good guy. He is a very good guy. Uh, except for the Calipari thing. Except for the Calipari <laughs> thing. Uh, what are the theological shortcomings of progressive former evangelicals now that it's home for y'all? Listen to our last podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I think that's a really good question. Um, I've been wrestling with this myself. Meaning for me. See, I was just going to say, we don't have any shortcomings. Well, I think not. I think it's the, 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 the fact that we were so ingrained in that duality piece um, that that we, um, what we hate about the fundamentalism is are the things that we hate about ourselves and the things that, that, that we struggle with ourselves. Like, yeah, I think that's, I think that's, I think that's true. Um, I think one of the shortcomings that I have seen in myself, and I'm only going to answer for myself because I guess I consider myself a progressive, former evangelical, <laughs> um, former in all caps. Um, for me, it was I was I was basically just sort of like I, I think that progressives a lot of times can still be dicks, but just dicks on the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah. Like I think you can be just as fundamentalist about your progressive beliefs as you can be about your super conservative beliefs and I was I'm trying to sort of move away from that trying not always succeeding but trying um, for me I think that's the biggest um, that is the biggest shortfall shortcoming of the progressive church is that you basically just you're kind of the same asshole but you just have different theological views you know what I'm saying so I, I think that for me that's I don't I don't think that's the only shortcoming, but for me that was personally that's been the biggest shortcoming. Well Pete Rollins talks about splitting. He mentions yeah. and when he talks about splitting, what he's talking about is it's a defense mechanism that we use to sort of mask our own shortcomings. Yeah. And even you know in either side can do it, progressive or conservative yeah. does it. And, and and it's just a human reaction. We all we all do that. We all you know, label and split yeah. and put people into groups and and that's just a natural thing we do, and sometimes it's and sometimes it's fine. It's not just it doesn't have to be an evil thing or a, a negative thing, but oftentimes when we do that, it's just a defense mechanism to sort of hide our own shortcomings and kind of mask our own doubts and fears yeah. and whatever you know whatever the case may be. I think there's a I think what I would also say is another huge shortcoming of the progressive movement is sort of the elitism. Yeah, um, and I've. I, this is another thing that personally I'm trying to work on is that elitism, the idea that, man, I've got this figured out and you don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That, and yeah. so then you sort of look down on people that are on a more conservative bent as idiots or... <laughs> like I did the entire podcast last weekend. I'm so, sure. yeah, but so that, you know, 
that's those to me that to me is those two things to me are sort of the biggest shortcomings of just the elitism and just the being a dick but yeah. just being a dick with quote better theology or yeah. whatever yeah just the opposite end of the spectrum yeah yeah we had our butts handed to us today by people in the pastor's yeah. club to legitimately say, hey, you know you guys talk shit about trump all the time but how, what about love your enemies? They're yeah. like, gosh, oh, shit. Yeah. They found us out. Yeah. Like, it, I mean, it's true. Like, we're, we're not perfect. We're, Surprise! We're, we're not much better. Well, I, think, I think my response we to that were. was I had a longer response. And basically, my response is still the same is you're basically listening to three of us try to work our own shit out in yeah. real time. Oh, yeah. yeah. That that podcast, especially, I listened to it the other day. And especially that one. Like, we were, I could tell we were all sort of sorting through some of this stuff. Yeah. Um, more so than probably any other podcast, really. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, next. next one, Jason Baker, our good hey, friend Jason. up north. Uh, any plans to have people on the podcast that you don't agree with? No. Yeah, we have Michael every week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that we have people. On, I will say that we have had people on the podcast that we don't agree with. Um, Matt's looking at me quizzically. Really? Yeah, on, on on some things. We just don't talk to him about the things we don't agree with. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, he also said, I don't want it to be like Fox News where people just scream over each other, but it seems like you guys could have some good debates with people that don't necessarily agree with your outlook. Again, um, we last have, week. We do have a plan that we're going to try. Uh, I have the uh, personal phone number for the mayor of Martinsville, who is a Republican, mm-hmm. um, and a very a, a good woman. Yeah. And I've met her. She's very, very nice. Yep, she and is. She's agreed to come on our podcast. So First to, woman mayor in the history yeah. of our city. Um, I'm so. sure there are things that we would not agree with her mm-hmm. on, and maybe that will come up. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that's not necessarily something we've avoided. It's just we just haven't done it yet. We're only 25 episodes yeah. in. We're going to so. get your mom on the podcast. Oh, my gosh. That I will not, not be here for that. not going to happen. Michael, you <laughs> can interview her yourself. Me yeah. and sweet, sweet Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> Next, uh, James Paul. Uh, hey, pastors. Hi. Uh, a friend and I were talking today about the place of structure in relationships. In your opinions, when is structure helpful and when does structure get in the way? What do you mean by structure? Yeah, I'm not sure what I mean by structure on that. Is that like rules? Like boundaries? Are we talking boundaries? I think boundaries are important. I don't let Brad and Matt see me naked, but I let my wife. <laughs> we do get to see your poop, though. You do get to see my so, poop. Which I think is crossing a boundary. <laughs> I'm not really sure the of the... Yeah, the maybe question. you can clarify that one. We'll come back to that one maybe at a different podcast. Because yeah. I'm kind of interested in that question because I think there's something there, but I'm not sure I understand that's really what you're looking for. Um, oh, maybe he means like um, if like I don't agree with um, my grandma about my grandma's dead, but I don't agree anything with her. But if I don't agree with what's hey, hashtag my grandma's dead hashtag my grandma hashtag dead, dead grandma. Um, <laughs> um, but if I don't, if I don't agree with 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 somebody a relative, what do I place boundaries on? What do I say? When do we haven't figured that shit out yet? So. Yeah. I'm not sure why I can speak to that question. I, I, I would need a clarification if you're still yeah. listening, James Paul. Uh, if you're still listening, if you give us some clarification yeah. on exactly... My structure, oh, I mean organizational structure like church programs, etc. Uh-huh. Okay, so... Oh, so you're saying, like, do you need structure for those sorts <laughs> of things to happen? That seems um, to be the question. Um that's. I think that's. If that's the question, that's something we all wrestled with in ministry. Yeah. Is sort of the idea of. He says yes. <laughs> Thank you, James. This is freaking. Awesome. This is amazing. We Why don't we do this, do this every this week? Every week. Um, Nobody wants to see that. No. Yeah. Um, Eighteen people. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
that's something we all wrestled with was the idea of sort of programless Christianity. Yeah. Or what I mean, even what Peter Rollins would call religionless Christianity. Um, I don't know that we ever came up with a definitive answer. I think there. I think there is a definite. We are going to have a guest on our show, uh, Richard Jacobson. Yes. He wrote a book called Unchurching. I think he'll touch on that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so that is a future podcast. We will I, I will say that I think there's a place for some of that stuff. Um, I mean, in one sense, you can almost say this podcast is sort of that, I guess. But I, I don't know. There, there, there's, definitely, there's definitely a benefit to having a church community that has specific organized things. I don't. I think that organization is inevitable. Like we kind of yeah. tried to do it with our organization, <laughs> and, and it did well, not for one, work. It failed. But yeah. two, even when we tried to have no organization, we ended up having some organization. Like yeah. I, I think it's inevitable. It's inevitable. Like I, I talked to a talked to a guy I know about he, a church he was starting, and um, he was like, "Yeah, I like your." And we were meeting. It was when the church was early on. We were meeting in, in Matt's house in this house, um, and uh, he was like, "He came. He's like, yeah, I just don't like the structure.'" And I'm like. We're sitting in a living room with a yeah, guitar yeah. and and talking about Jesus. Like, yeah. there's not a whole lot of structure. He's like, yeah, but you have like a regular time that you meet. I think the body of Christ should be all the time. It's like, so tell me about what you're doing. And he's like, well, we meet uh, every once in a while, just kind of just call each other and like people with families and shit. That, that doesn't work for right. them. Right, right. It doesn't work. To, there has yeah. to, that no works matter, for twenty something. No I mean, maybe the answer is that it's just whatever works for people. Maybe if some people. A lack of structure, although I would say that in some way a lack of structure is a structure in itself. But maybe that works for some people, but for I think for the vast majority of people, it probably doesn't. I think some structure is necessary, yeah. unavoidable, whatever yeah. the words you want to use. I think Walker, Texas Ranger just put, uh, agreed, a place for structure or routine or organization, but mindless ritual is empty. I think that's a good point. I Man, I don't, I don't, I don't even agree with that though, because no? I feel like sometimes, I mean, what she may define as mindless ritual, I, they actually fill me up. Like some, sometimes yeah. liturgy and liturgical. Right, things, I'm not sure. I, but I think, I think from. those things can be mindless. But I think anything can be anything mindless. Can be mindless. It's just, yeah. uh, so can worship. So can yeah. you know, Chris Tomlin that worship. Like well, it can, yeah. Like, I mean, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so too. Yeah. Um, it's to each person. It is. Like, I get a it lot is. out of liturgy and, and stuff like that, but I there was a time where I didn't right. shit about like it. If you find, like, if you find structure to be meaningful, then have some structure. Yeah. Like, if you feel that's what you need, if you feel like you want to be structureless, then whatever that looks like, I yeah. guess go for it. Do you have Josh Stone's question next? Yes. Oh, it's good. Yeah. Uh, last episode, you guys talked about clicks on the way on the way or path to enlightenment and where you guys are spiritually at. A lot of what you guys talk about, though, is about inclusivity and universalism, quote-unquote, or parentheses, Christ consciousness. Doesn't the principle of cliques along the path to spiritual enlightenment contradict the universalist ideas that you might seem to hold on to? Like, how is there a certain path to ascribe to and still hold a more universal view of faith and spirituality? I have no clue if this makes sense as I'm writing this while sitting on a barn floor that is comically lit with Christmas lights. Love the content, guys. Thanks for the challenging thoughts. <laughs> so good. Man, that's a, that's a really great question. It is. That might um, be a podcast episode. Yeah, that is that's definitely a podcast idea. I would I would say that um, that we are are universalists through the blood of Christ through through the Christ consciousness through the Christ consciousness. Yeah. So through Christ that we believe that. So I I think that all paths lead through that. Mm -hmm. um, I am the way. 
Yeah. So I think yeah. I, I feel like um, while we do have a universalist kind of mindset, I it's really all think Jesus. that we need to do a somewhat very soon a, a whole FUFI segment on this. I think it's that because that's a that's something I want to think. Like, doesn't the principle of clicks along the path contradict the universalist idea? I want to like. I want to think through that one. So, yeah. Sorry, Josh. Yeah, yeah. We'll um, we'll get to that because I yeah. want to do that question justice. That's an insanely yeah. good question. It is a great question. Um, and I think that your the answer to that or quote answer is going to be really really long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I wanna, as soon as I saw that question, I was like, "There's no way we're going to yeah, get that." Let's, so, yeah. So awesome question. We will get to we'll that. We'll get to that. We're not yeah. dodging you. So find That's a McDonald's fantastic. somewhere where you can download it in a few weeks. <laughs> uh, next question: Alex Roper, Peter N. states that the Old Testament is less history and more Israel shaping its place in the world. Thoughts? Yes. Yeah. I think, yep. that's very I think absolutely. Valid. Yeah. Pete um, Pete is dead on his book. Uh, uh, for the Bible tells me so. Yep. Uh, highly recommend that. Easy read. Fun read. It's bright yellow. Yeah. Catches uh, your eye. <laughs> very very good. But you can read it in a, probably a few days. I probably. think the key to that is that that's how the Jewish people see it. Yeah. Like, I think that's once again if if you want to open your mind like if, I think a great first step for people. I feel like we had somebody on the pub today that asked like what are good first step. First click books. type books. Yeah. We're going to. Uh, somebody Stuff was, on Jewish spirituality mm -hmm. because Jesus was a Jew. So when you start to see how the Jewish people think and how they approach scripture and how they approach God, and then you start seeing what Jesus said, it blows your freaking mind. Okay. I think, like, that's how. what That was one of the things that, that opened up for me was that was how they see it. Yeah. Um, was that they never took it as literal, mm -hmm. meaning like everything happened exactly yeah. as it said or whatever. The point was the how they were shaped. What how they put that shaping uh, their place uh, in the shaping world, shaping its place yeah. in the world. Like that's yeah. just a My really good way to put that. In this world. There it is. There it is. My place in this world. Jesus, you're welcome. <sighs> yeah. Okay, I'm just not not nearly, not nearly drunk enough. For that. <laughs> uh, Aaron Reagan wrote, uh, "What are your thoughts on the concept of an afterlife with regard to your progressive Christ-following views?" Read, love wins. Yeah. I'll just say I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like I just really any more the love more, wins by Rob Bell. The, I would say the more quote progressive that I've gotten over whatever that word even means anymore, but like the more progressive I've become over the last few years the less i even really think about the afterlife like i just i don't there's not anymore. a and here's what i think there's not a damn thing i can do to control it mm -hmm. i i feel like that's something i know rob, so, rob bella said that people i think it's in love wins the people that are super concerned about the afterlife have very little concern for this life yeah and the people who are, are concerned, less get no he said the way he puts it is the the people that are more focused on the hell and the afterlife are not are not Engaging the actual hells of our here yeah. and now, yeah. basically, very much so. Yeah, um, and that's kind of where I am too. Like I just, I'm whatever happens. Is fine. I I am yeah. trying to get what I can out of this life, mm -hmm. and whatever happens then, yeah, yeah. happens. I there, I don't think there's anything we can do to control it. My hope is that we go to someplace great. Yeah, I think I heard Rob Bell say recently, like. You know, when it comes to the afterlife, what if this is actually the shitty part? You know, like we talk all yeah. the time. Like, what if 
Whatever is on the other side, if there's something on the other side, what if that's the the amazing thing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I recommend uh, oh a book, another book, uh, The Great Divorce by C.S. Lewis. Oh, that book yeah. is so good because everything should have been because on my list. and Rob Bell talks about this. He says that every in that book, it's the it's a myth it's a mythical journey from a bus trip from he, from hell to heaven that you get to go visit. And hell heaven is basically realer than real. Yeah, the grass is sharp way. until you get used to it. Like yeah. people, you can't really walk on it because they're essentially ghosts. And as you progress further inward, you know, further up and further in, essentially, yeah, you become more real. Uh, and I think there's, I think there's something to that. Like, yeah, I do too. That's I recommend. It's a really neat little book, it really is. tiny book, Man, it's really good, good book yeah. to read. So, uh, but yeah, I guess the question is, I don't know, <clears throat> and I don't mean this. I, I don't mean this like in a dismissive way. I just don't care. Like for me, just the afterlife. Whatever happens, happens. It seems to me that almost all of the quote near-death experiences that you hear about people describe brightness they describe a garden they describe like uh in fact my wife um her grandmother who's now no longer with us um died years ago but years before that she actually uh had a near-death experience she was legally dead for 15 minutes in fact the nurse was coming in to prepare the body and then she saw her hand twitch um she described a garden um, her grandmother wasn't loony, okay? Yeah. Like, yeah. her grandma was a very bright one. She wasn't a crazy person. So, it seems to me that there's something. I don't yeah. know what that something is. Um, yeah. I'm hoping it's something great, even better than what this is. But it's, for me, it used to be when I was more conservative, it was more just get me the hell out of here to whatever is better on the yeah. other side. Now it's like maybe something's awesome on the other side too, but I'm really kind of enjoying this life now. Yeah. So, yeah. How much time we got? What we got? Uh, well, I mean, we can go as long as we well, want. Well, how long have we been going? Uh, we're at an hour and five. Okay. Okay. So let's keep going a little bit more. Um, okay. So. I like Janet Walker's question. Okay. So she says, now that I'm deconstructing, I feel myself experiencing less of the supernatural side of Christianity. She grew up in more, I think, uh, uh, charismatic. Yep. Uh, but I know I can't deny that I used to feel it. Uh, my church was really heavy in gifts of the spirit and feeling, seeing, hearing. God and prophecy and visions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. What are your thoughts on the radical Christian experience or legit hearing and seeing God and prophetic dreaming, etc.? I would say that that by and large we are not. That's not something a tradition we are we're raised in. No. Um, so I, I, I would say we do have the we have had those supernatural experiences on some level. Some level. Um, yeah. Science Mike uh, can speak to his oh example. It's so, so good. We're interviewing him. Spoiler alert. Hey, spoiler. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Science Mike's coming on the podcast. Yeah. It's okay because he's going to be on a bunch of them. Yes. But um, relatively soon, and I one of the things I think we want him to do is to talk a little bit about that story. It is bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I don't mean crazy like he's a lunatic, but no. I mean crazy like, holy crap, yeah. blow your doors yeah. up. Um, I used to be very skeptical of the charismatic side because I was the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't exactly Catholic, but it was like, you didn't trust your feelings. Feelings were for ethnic people. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying though? Like, basically like, what a great reference. But you know, so 50 points to Gryffindor if you understand that reference, if uh-huh. you get that reference. But uh, basically, um, very skeptical of that, and I thought that it was all fake. And now I'm like, well, you can't really. I don't want to be dismissive of charismatic. I think some of it's probably fake. 
But I don't want to dismiss genuine experiences of what the Bible would call a spirit. Yeah. I've, seen some, have, I've, I've seen some weird shit. Oh, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I think we've all had these experiences where it was like you kind of felt, you feel that connection with something larger. Um, I don't want to be dismissive of that at all. Yeah. Um, I just wonder, I wonder how much of it is relevant to today's society. And I'm not saying it's not, it's, it, it just, it, and I'm just going to say this and it sounds, it's going to sound terrible and people are going to hate me for what I'm about to say, but it kind of feels like spiritual masturbation, like in, in, in a way. I, I know what like, you're saying. I know what you're yeah. saying. It, it, it just, like, I, th- I think it's real. I think you can get there. Um, but I don't know that it helps that guy down the street. I feel like there's it more. Doesn't. I feel like yeah. there are people who are more predisposed to it. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, For sure. I, I will say, Janet, you asked the question. Don't deny that that happened. No, it's I think part, it's real. It's real, but it's whether it was quote real or not. It was real to you then. And and there's truth in that. Yeah. So like, if that's that's part of your journey, um, if that's part of your journey, that's part of your story. That's like that's. That's valid because it's your story. Um, well, she said, I used to Holy Ghost stomp up and down the altar praising praise the sanctuary. That's freaking yes. fantastic. <laughs> but, you know, like... Pixar so that, didn't happen. Yeah, that uh, that's part of... Read the book, Everything Belongs. That's part yeah. of... Yeah. That's part of your story. Don't deny that it was there. That's all been a part of shaping who you are for better or worse. That's just, in, in Rob Bell's uh, Drops Like Stars, there's a picture of a, uh, his therapist, I think, has. He shows a picture... Of a, the Hebrew phrase for the God who wastes nothing. Yeah, um, that's going to be one of my next tattoos, probably. Yeah. at some point, um, because I've I've talked about that for years. That like God does n- nothing is wasted in God's economy. So yeah. whatever experiences you've had, whatever upbringing you've had, whatever suffering you've been through, whatever joy, like none of that's wasted. Yeah. Um, it doesn't excuse. And it doesn't excuse. All we've talked about this before, but it it's none of it's wasted. God uses all of it. Um, yeah, read Richard Rohr's book. That's the best way to best way to do that. So, uh, Chris Fresh, our good the, buddy. Well, uh, I do want to get into Teresa Click's question. Have we read uh, "Killing Jesus" by Bill oh, O'Reilly and, Mar- and Martin Degard? No, we have I not have, no, read no, anything no. by Bill no, O'Reilly. No. Um, and not to be dualistic, but I have nothing but utter contempt for Bill O'Reilly. So, yeah. um, not a big fan. I would say I haven't. I haven't. I have not read. I'm not it, sure no. I've heard of that somehow. I I've heard of it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Didn't mean to skip that one. Sorry, Teresa. Um, uh, Chris Fresh, does the Rob Bell book discuss tips for being present in today's His world? His new book. Yes. Yeah. How to be here. That's the whole thing. You read it, read it, read it, read yep. it. Yeah. Uh, there's another book that came out uh, by um, Shauna Nyquist, or Nyquist, however you want to say it, mm-hmm. um, called Present Over Perfect that also has some very good uh, tips in that. And then uh, if you want to go in-depth, 24-6 by, uh, by Matthew Sleeth. Um, is, is really good too, yeah. but the Rob Bell is an e- easy read and and it, it's really really solid. Yeah, Chris, um, if you want to, if you want that book, slide into my DMs and I'll buy you one. <laughs> so, slide in there. Yeah. Uh, Nick Simpson, our new Montana listener uh, in the pub. Hi Montana. Hi Montana. You fellas should definitely. State. You fellas should definitely give us a written list of all these. We will do that. Yeah, sure. We'll um, find some way to condense all that and yeah. put it down. And uh, don't Aaron, look at me. I'm not doing that shit. Aaron Reagan. <laughs> Aaron, <laughs> Aaron Reagan. Uh, what? Who are mystics and moralists? 
Probably didn't make that a podcast. Yeah, that is a podcast. Let's yep. make that a podcast. So, okay. Sorry, Aaron. We're going to let that yeah, one go yeah. for now. Too long uh, to discuss. Janet uh, Walker. I do want to. I do want to voice uh, Eugenie uh, Bauman. She had a great point. Uh, okay. Some women's voices to add to the book yes. discussion. Barbara Brown Taylor, uh, Nadia Bowles Weber. Yes. Oh yes, uh, Pastrix. Diana. Oh, this book is great. Yeah. Diana Butler Bass, Nor Gallagher, uh, all amazing, all formative. Thank uh, you. Yeah, we need more. Uh, yeah, I will also say, if you want to go way into the Wayback Machine, Julian of Norwich, uh, uh, yeah. Saint Teresa of Avila. Um, man, those are some that mm-hmm. kind of blew my mind yes. years ago as well. I should have had Julian of Norwich. Yeah, on yeah. My, uh, all on is my well. Head. All is well, and all shall be well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, that's one thing I think we lack a little bit is just that that the female voice. Yeah, I would um, agree with that. That's yeah. a good point. Thank yep. you for that. Nadia Bowles Weber is amazing. I haven't read Follow her. her t- I haven't read her new, but Pastrix was incredible. Um, Accidental Saints is her new one. She's got. Uh, I've listened to some of her sermons, and she's fantastic. So, um, she's really, really good. Yep. Uh, Janet Walker said, "Are there Bigfoots and Chupacabras in heaven? What about my doggies? <laughs> in my heaven, there is." <laughs> <laughs> Michael is a chupacabra. He's a goat sucker. So that's actually you know what chupacabra means? Goat sucker. Goat sucker. Hashtag goat sucker. Yeah. Uh, a couple more. Teresa Click again or Teresa? I wonder if it's Teresa or Teresa. Wait, can we talk about can we talk about what? animals in heaven? If there's sure. a heaven, yeah. What all dogs go to heaven. Uh, all dogs go to heaven. <laughs> what? All dogs. It would be you that would say that. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> I don't believe that. It's it's in a it's in a animated it feature is in film. It's an animated feature film, so it has to be. I believe true. there's odd dogs going to heaven too I, as well. You know, I, why would there not be? Like, if, if heaven exists, whatever. If that's true, if that happens, if that exists, I mean, why would there not be? Cats if, are going to hell, though. Let's be honest. Well, that's probably cats a good chance. Are, I've had a couple of them in my life. They're satanic. Yeah. yeah. So definitely no cats. Dualistic thinking else. on that. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, what about the Gospel of Mary Magdalene and what happens when we die? I have never read that, actually. I have never read it either. That whole... Let me... Sorry. Wow. Bible joke. Wow. Let me answer... And you know it never says that she's a prostitute. Uh, that was legend. added uh, centuries later by a pope. Mm-hmm. Um, Thanks, said pope. that uh, Mary Magdalene was a prostitute. Never in the scripture does it say she was a prostitute. Um, I've never read it, so I can't really speak to it, but I will say this. I've wondered for a long time, and a lot of the uh, biblical criticism is why, you know, there's so many of these Gospels out. Why did only the four make it? Alexander Shia has really interesting insights on that. Oh, yeah. If you can get a hold oh, of his yes. book, Heart and Mind, for less than, like, $4,000, uh, find it. Yeah. Um, I'm actually working through it right now. Um, he believes that the Gospels, and he, he said they should be read Matthew, Mark, John, and Luke. Uh, follow the fourfold path of, uh, I would say, enlightenment. Not enlightenment. It's not the phrase he uses, but like the fourfold journey, path of transformation. The path, path of fourfold yeah. path of transformation. Yeah. Um, and so that would be why those. If that's, I think there's some a lot of validity to that. Um, that's why those were there and the others were excluded. They didn't really fit that. So, but I don't really know. Um, uh, I, I can't really speak to the Gospel of Mary Magdalene. Is there anybody that you... There's one of the Gospels that I read... Was it the Gospel of Judas? Where Jesus is a kid and he freaking kills a kid? Yeah, it might be that one. Um, I can't remember. There's... there's I, don't, I can't really speak to that. Um, so... Uh, final question? 
Um, From our favorite Montana? Well, Montana? Yeah, yeah. Sure. Let's Over take there. one more. Okay. Yeah, let's do one uh, more. Is there anyone you guys would consider a heretic? Ken Ham. Yeah. You know, honestly, um, I think what's interesting is that... I don't want to. I don't want to really name names, but I'll say this: Ken Ham. No, I, <laughs> I said I don't want to name names. If Michael wants to name names, he can. Um, Mark Driscoll. You are done? You, are you done now? You done? I All right, know. I haven't decided yet. So, so, I think what's interesting is that, for one, we have to be very careful when we start saying so and so as a heretic. For one, that word's thrown around so much now that I don't think it means shit. Matt Polly. I don't think... I mean, but seriously, like... I mean, we've all... All three of us have been accused at points mm-hmm. of being a heretic. I don't even know what that means anymore. It originally meant people that strayed from the original councils. It's a person holding an opinion at odds with what is generally accepted, but yeah. But originally what that meant in the Christian perspective was people that didn't hold to the creeds. Yeah. I probably don't hold to the creeds in certain ways, or at least I wouldn't agree with them just word for word. I would maybe have different interpretations of what it says. So maybe that makes me a heretic. I don't know. I think what makes a heretic a heretic when you come to following Jesus is somebody that says they're following Jesus and then they are racist or they um, say things that are like the opposite of compassionate. Or So I guess in some ways we're probably all heretics. I don't really spend a lot of time worrying about it, yeah. frankly. I don't think it matters. Like... Again, that's just all that is is splitting. It is. It's splitting. It's putting this group out has to be yeah. here and this group. Like, I, I don't know. I I don't know that even what the word heretic means anymore. Yeah. I think it's just so diluted, um, especially in the last few years. You know, it's just. I mean, like Rob wasn't Rob Bell was like, so I, he was always on his speaking convention. There's always people outside saying you're a heretic, and he's like, ooh, yeah. like, yeah, okay. I mean, what does that even mean? You know, so. I think for me, I just don't even, I don't know. I don't know what a heretic even means, but it may, if it means anything, maybe it just means somebody that strays from Christ. Maybe is what it should mean, um, that strays from the way of Christ. If that's the case, then we're all heretics anyway. Yeah. I just I think that God is grace. Um, and so the idea that we have to have all of the, quote, correct doctrine is absurd. Yeah. Because I'm not sure what even the correct doctrine is at this point. Yeah. For so. a shizzle, my nizzle. Yep. All right. I think uh, <laughs> that was our last nizzle? question. I don't. Know. I don't know what a nizzle is. <laughs> oh, I know what it is. I take it back. You're not a nizzle. I don't. I'm stop. Stop I, talking. Word, stop what you're doing right now. I'm trying to stuff all my words back in my mouth. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Here we go. Um. So that was further up, further in. Now we're going to go into feedback. Um, you've got a lot of feedback this whole episode. Yeah. Um, uh, Eugenie Ballman also told us that her lovely ex-husband was Patrick Duffy's stand-in on Step by Step. So <laughs> good to know. Um, we had no five-star reviews. Hopefully next week we'll have some. Step up your game. Um, uh, Bros, Bibles, and Beer said, uh, can you be Italian and like the Olive Garden? Uh, hashtag Matt. Can't stop, won't stop. Um and then he also said the uh, there is a place for dualism. Uh, if there wasn't, uh, that would be dualist. Um, uh, wisdom <laughs> is uh, to know when the dualisticity, uh, when to think dualisticly. 
dualistically. Well, he wrote it weird. Good Give me a break. Lord. Um, or or not as a rep. So um, yeah, that's a good point. Um, we're kind of we're still wrestling with with all that. We we haven't got our shit together yet. Yeah. Um, and then some inside the the Pastor's Pub uh, comments. Lucas Allen said. Um, I'm glad you guys moved on quickly from the Blues Traveler bashing. I was about to unsubscribe one-star review your asses. Um, <laughs> um, and then Aaron Reagan uh, said Can this. Can I just say uh, Blues Traveler still sucks? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Lucas. Yeah. Sorry, Lucas. I, I, however, I will say I've been in the car with Brad quite a few times. In the it's been on weeks. Sirius XM Radio. Never changes the channel. Never changes Well, the it's channel. not because I like it. I don't change the channel during Closer by Nine Inch Nails. It doesn't mean I like the song. That's true. But never change. Nine Nails, when you want to listen to Steam Escaping. <laughs> exactly. Um, and banging on metal. Aaron Reagan said, uh, just finished this week's episode, being last week's episode. Might be one of our uh, my favorites yet. Maybe it has to do with where I'm at in my life uh, right now. But seriously, A-plus episode. Hashtag. 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 Good God. Uh, can we do hashtag hash, hashtag? No. Um, Can't do that. Hashtag. Thunderclap Pussyfoot. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. I don't know if I... I may like that more than I like uh, Alabama Thunder Pussy. Yes. Also, uh, remember to uh, support Matt's uh, 40... And we'll post that on Matt page. getting old. Uh, his old balls getting old. Wow. Um, you are going to be 40. I know. Oh, Lord. Oh, it's sad. I, I feel know. sad for you. We already have a couple donations, actually. You're an old some bitch. Are you dyeing your beard so it doesn't? <laughs> Just for men. Have you made that decision yet, though? If you're gonna, if you're gonna stay. Oh, I'm totally. I'm, I'm going gray, baby. I saw a dude yeah, who totally had black beard, but is like brown hair on top. At a Starbucks the other day. Nope. Mm. I'm already going gray in my beard. It's uh, totally creepy. All right, so rate us on iTunes. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a review on iTunes. Please, we need one. Uh, support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast. Uh, we are using it to uh, increase our uh, sound quality, uh, that money, which just takes a lot of time to buy mics. Yeah, and yeah. So um, patreon.com slash podcast. Uh, we had a lot of fun doing the, the live video. Yeah, it was fun. Thank it was you, guys. Time. Thank you. Um, do you guys still have the live video up? I do. Cool. I do so not. we're going to go into the um, hashtag where we decide the hashtag. We want to hear back from people people uh, what, what they think it should be. <laughs> we had a couple suggestions. Um, I hear, here's what I've got. Wait, um, let, me, let me find the suggestions. Uh, hashtag spiritual masturbation. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, hashtag dead gmaw. Okay. Uh, hashtag hashtap. I think that's the only one so far. I think it's the only three I saw. Okay. Uh, hashtag hash tap. Okay. Um, uh, okay. So um, I also have old dirty pastor. That's my vote. That's the one I saw earlier. That is freaking amazing. Old dirty pastor. Yeah. Old dirty uh, hashtag crusty balls. Hashtag foot long poop. Hashtag feelings are for ethnic people. Thanks, Brad. Um, Can I just say, I didn't condone that idea. Hashtag in my heaven there is. Um, and then hashtag goat sucker. How about Michael as a goat sucker? No, come on. No, we're not. We need to do Michael. the good Michael hashtag. Can we just do Michael's whale mouth again no, for the 25th anniversary? We cannot. Bring back uh, the legend. We'll, we'll do goat. Holy ghost stomp is another. 
Holy Ghost Stop. Yeah. That's a good one. My <laughs> vote is Old Dirty Pastard. I love it. That's so good. I'm okay. That's pretty good for the 25th. What are the people saying on, on the on the tweets? On the, on Todd the likes Facebook crusty balls. Hashtag crusty balls. Yeah. <laughs> I still like Old Dirty Pastard. I'm good with Old Dirty Pastard. Yeah. I'm so good with that. That's so if that. you have listened to this podcast... This seems up. appropriate for the 25th. Yes. Yeah. Old Dirty Pastard. Um, crusty balls. <laughs> If you want to do crusty balls, just send it directly to Matt. <laughs> At Polly named Matt. You have to tag Matt in it if you're going to say that. Uh, oh my god. Do my hashtag. Midgets, my midgets are going to blow up. Hashtag old dirty pastard. Hashtag crusty balls. <laughs> and then support Matt's getting old on charity water. We'll post it, yeah. Um, on social media, <laughs> at Pastors Podcast, Facebook.com slash Pastors Podcast. Like us and you'll be able to see the next live video. Don't know when. We're, we're in talks. We're in negotiations. We'll just do one just randomly here and there. Yeah, well, we'll let you know mm-hmm. weeks in advance. We kind of just let people know a week ahead of time. We mm-hmm. should have done it like a month leading up to it. Next time we'll I'm we'll, not sure it matters. It would matter. <clears throat> Who knows? We might have dozens more people. Uh, old dirty pastor, crusty balls. Yes, that's, that's <laughs> I'm fine with that. Um... <laughs> And then um, Pastor's Podcast. At Polly Named Brad. At Polly Named Matt. Um, and then Patreon.com slash Pastor's Podcast. Now it's that time in the week where we, for the very, very last time. Last time, yeah. Fire yeah, we're somebody. We, did, did we talked about why we're something doing this for the, the last sun. time. I know people enjoy it and we've enjoyed it. I guess for me, I feel super conflicted about it the last few weeks because I'm trying to be a less cynical person. And this is like the most cynical freaking thing we could ever do is fire fire people into the sun. Actual human beings making yeah. God's image. Yeah. So like Chachi. Yeah. Yeah. So once Chachi again, totally had it coming. Funny, whatever, and I know people are gonna be pissed that we get rid of it. I just for us, like I don't want to add to the cynicism of the world. I feel like we're just adding to the cynicism. We need to think of a new way to end things though. So yeah. if you guys have an idea of how a better way, a more positive way I, su- I suggested to uh, end the end the podcast. Someone someone way. needs a hug this week. I feel like it's the same it's thing. It's kind now. of the same thing. <laughs> Janet Walker, how about fire people into the sun, S O N, like give them the uh, Yes! <laughs> Fire people fire into Jesus. Jesus. That's the Son. ultimate Jesus juke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus juke. Yeah. Hashtag Jesus juke. So like, no, if you guys have a way fire. that's like actually a cool way to end the podcast that's a little more positive and less cynical, send it our way. Yeah. So uh, with that, we are going to uh, maybe fire somebody into the sun. I don't know where. It literally just disappeared. Maybe it's a sign from God that we're not supposed to even do this last one. We're literally not supposed to even. We literally can't even. <laughs> All right, here we go. It's, it's going to go up whenever the page loads, so we're just going to roll with it. There it is. Thanks for watching Nine, and listening. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, <laughs> two, one. Firing people into the sun. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, that's it. <laughs>